Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of The Lookout. Of course, my name is Meals. I am here with LJ himself. And we are closing up shop here at Summer Economy House. This man, is Summer's over, man. This is the last year. Well, last year. I was about to say, this is the last year we're doing this. This is absolutely not the last year we're doing this. Wow, I was going <laughs> to say, whoa, <laughs> news to this, me. This is the last Summer Economy House episode for the year. of the for this for the year yeah for the summer for sure um and i feel like we're closing it out appropriately this wasn't originally supposed to close it out but i feel like because of how things turned out you know everything happens for a reason do you subscribe to that philosophy yes i i actually really do i truly believe that they like everything falls into place how it needs to fall into place so that's how I also see things. Maybe that's the reason why I'm able to like process things or at least like come to terms with things and however the hell they actually happen. But yeah, everything happens for a reason. Um, and it led us up to this point where last week we had your pick, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, episode with J5. Make sure you guys tune into that. Really and good this episode. week, absolutely, we're closing off with something that we haven't gone back to in quite some time it's been a while since we've covered dragon ball on this show in any kind of like active format i think the last time we did it was the frieza saga like a couple of years ago um great favorite stretch doing doing those episodes but we're, we're jumping back into the world of dragon ball because i don't think we we got nothing else i mean we can cover dragon ball z again i'm i'm always down to cover anything dragon ball z. i can talk about it for hours i mean I technically it, it would be new for me although it would I be new for you. yeah it would be i had a couple guest appearances and this is true we could make it but... like a kai or something <laughs> <laughs> that would be look out kai look out kai i'm down to do it again but i'm not sure how well let's go let's just go through kai we could do that right we could just go through kai again um no the filler is the filler is definitely like choice it's like funny stupid shit to go through gotta do it um but nonetheless this episode recovering dragon ball's king piccolo arc it's very timely considering dragon ball kakarot the game just did the piccolo jr arc as a dlc I have not tuned in to see how that actually plays. I usually just kind of wait for Team Four Star to play through it so I can laugh while they play through it. Um, but they have yet to do that yet, so I haven't seen anything yet. But with that said, before we get into any of that stuff, as we're capping off the summer, as we're closing things down, as we're packing stuff up and ready to head back up to the lookout um, to do some work, Anything you want to... How was the summer? How would you summarize it? How do you feel about it? From an anime perspective? From a personal perspective? Like, what is this summer kind of like me? Um, Anime-wise, obviously doing this, a lot of what was on the list took up a lot of my time of what I was watching and what I was kind Bruh. of enjoying. <laughs> um, like, I, I spent a lot of time... Um, Yeah just watching summer at comic house stuff but it was cool to you know go back and revisit some things look at things from a different light um even like watching like witch of mercury like i I, like went back and watched the whole thing i was just like wow like you catch up on you know you catch little things you didn't see before um it was nice for our little detour episode talk about uh an arc 
and that I absolutely love with JJK and Gojo's past. Mm. Um, they dropped that Shibuya trailer. Yeah, the Shibuya trailer looks amazing. I am really excited for that. Um, it properly <sighs> rocked the internet when it dropped. Yes, it, it did. It is very much so a thing. I think it's the most anticipated thing coming up this fall by far by bar none there's also a, we did this summer we also did naruto pains art which um yeah that was like, great i spent the that was a big chunk just, of my first part of the summer that's what i'm saying i was like you spent a lot of time watching naruto and now they're coming out with the 20th anniversary anime <laughs> <laughs> um it's a four week i guess mini series kind of deal it's starting next week i'm so, not for it i don't care well, I'm pretty sure it's just like a summary of all the things. You know, they just, it's cash grab. When they start yeah, doing this oh, Demon yeah. Slayer in like five years, um, after Demon Slayer ends, which oh, by the Demon, way. Demon Slayer Remastered is going to be like, at that point, we're going to be in the the animation. <laughs> if they ever remaster or reshow Demon Slayer. I also have to make a, there are dogs outside, by the way. Um, I also have to make a little comment because it, it came across our group chat. Um, people are for the sake, and this is the problem with Twitter now. I'm still calling it Twitter, obviously. And the fact that now Elon has enacted this payment system, people can come up with anything they want and say it's fact. And everyone will engage with it as such. And that's how people make money. There was this fake poster going around and fake news actually going around about the Demon Slayer. The the, the final arc is going to be represented in three mo- in two movies or a movie or something along those lines. And, da, 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 and it, everyone was like, oh, my God, I knew it. Oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. Oh, my God. And it was faker than fake. And... <laughs> I was just like, you know, it sucks though. Is that the page that it came from used to be like a pretty solid source when it came to, you know, Demon Slayer stuff. Like I've seen that page before. They've been right on reporting stuff before. So I guess it sucked because it's like, damn. Now even like I want to say like that like a reputable like source but it's just like a a place where it's like okay you can get some inkling of what's going on is now at a point where they're doing stuff like that and it's like oh like like you said it's like now it's hard to trust like unless it's coming from an actual outlet aggregation is at an all-time high and fake aggregation is at an all-time high and everyone is turning to whores for the dollar so for them damn twitter bucks so all i'm saying is News is gonna be out here. Use your use your use your brain. Use all your frontal lobe, rear lobe, all the lobes. Use them all, and uh, really make sure if you, if it's coming from a reputable source, usually is you know WSJ Mongo or Anime JP TV or something. One of those kind of like yeah, sources. or or the lookout. <laughs> yeah, or the um, lookout. We don't we don't lie to you. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely don't lie to you. Then. You know, it's true, but like, yeah, use your own thing. But it's been fun doing this the entire summer, um, catching up on a lot of stuff, coming up with a lot of stuff, um, experiencing a lot of stuff. So this has been fun. I'm glad everyone has had fun. We're still planning out stuff for the fall. Um, spoiler alert, subs lie, dubs lie, which a lot of people I'm sure have been looking forward to will be returning 
the theme of that season of the next season will be announced at some point in the future i would say sometime i would say you won't you're not going to wait long for this after this episode is what i'll say um but they've got a great theme for this season so make sure you guys tune into that um and yeah i mean there's you know it's a good time for anime right now i don't know the i wish i could um i wish i could binge bleach with everyone else but i'm not caught up and i don't know when that's gonna actually happen um yeah nah i mean we could do a bleach little bleach run through we do a cell society arc watch we could i mean it's pretty long though it (laughs) is long it's long i was watching it and i was like yo this is this is truly episodic television right here. I um, think like a lot of I think a theme that you see in a lot of animes that came out around those times is that they put so much behind one arc. Like so much. Like there is a lot of like some of the bigger animes at the time. Like you look at like their arc, they always just put all like all their energy behind one. It, it kind of just it may run too long or whatever, but every arc after that one, it always right. feels like a dip. <laughs> like, TV, it just keeps dipping. TV was formatted in a much different way back then as it is now. We're still very much... we're Now we're definitely, like, centered around for the season, 12 episodes. If you're going longer than that, it has to be 24, 25 episodes. Like, it's definitely way more... Um, it's way more intentional with the way they deliver it now than they did before. Before it was like shit. We really got to fill time with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so we'll see kind of how this goes. But I want to get into. I want. I definitely do want to get into this arc, this King Piccolo arc, because this isn't usually when I go back, and we'll talk a little bit about Dragon Ball. But usually when I go back to Dragon Ball, it's honestly the King Piccolo Junior arc, the Tien Shinan arc, and maybe the first tournament, which is like super underrated as well. Um, the first world tournament arc, which comes after like the first arc, um, where we're introduced to like Krillin and Jackie Chun and all this other stuff like that. This arc I haven't revisited in a while because essentially it's the setup for the Piccolo Jr. arc, which is the setup for the end of Dragon Ball. So I have not revisited the King Piccolo Jr. arc in a while. I watched this arc and I said, this is way more goofier than I remember oh. it being. It's absolutely hilarious from beginning to end. Like, there is not a point <laughs> within this art where it's just not some foolishness happening. Absolutely. But before we get into that, I want to talk about Dragon Ball a bit because this is the first time we're talking about Dragon Ball on this podcast. Well, not You're the about first to time. Ask me, are you going to ask me some question no. I got to reach deep in my memory bank for? Well, yes, obviously. How did you discover <laughs> Dragon Ball is essentially a question I'm asking. Um. Damn, how did I discover Dragon Ball? I definitely saw Z first. Z first, we definitely. I mean, definitely. Because I remember, so I'll give you my experience. My first experience with Dragon Ball was that it was clearly not Dragon Ball Z. So I was very much so not interested at all. And the only time I became actually interested in Dragon Ball was when in my like later years when I grew up a little bit more and did my rewatches after that. Um, But yeah, what was your... What was your introduction to Dragon Ball? Uh, what was my introduction? I think. Did you see all the arcs? You didn't. You didn't watch it on TV like all the way through. I'm Hell, assuming no, you did. No. Okay. I seen Z before. I know that for a fact. And I 
think my my cousins showed me Dragon Ball, and they had it on cassette tape. And so they had just episodes of Dragon Ball. And I don't even think they had all the episodes of Dragon Ball on these tapes. I'm pretty sure they it were. It would never. Because the cassette tapes were a big scam. It would be like you get like three episodes, yeah, six episodes on a tape. Yeah, and yeah. you would have to continue buying tapes. Mind you, Dragon Ball was like 100 and something episodes. It's like 153. So to buy actual videotapes of this or DVDs, to be honest with you, any kind of like actual physical. It's good yeah. to own the physical media. But... Oh yeah, I'm always I'm a always a uh, I'm always a person that says like I'm pro physical media. I, physical media is so important, and I can I can go all all day about that. But no, yes, I saw it on tapes. My cousin showed me on tape. I'm just trying to remember where I was when I watched it. You can get Dragon. You can get the first five seasons of Dragon Ball, whatever seasons that, whatever that means. You get the first five seasons of Dragon Ball for seventy two dollars on Amazon. That's not bad. That's not bad. DVD, That's pretty nice. You even have a DVD Blu-ray. player. Um, I have a USB C USB Dry. um DVD DVD player thing because once. It's a long story. I'm not gonna get into it right now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny because I got it's for your laptop, right? Your computer, you just plug the USB yeah, in yeah, it's the yeah. CD. Yeah, I have one yeah. of those too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm ready in case we need to have to go back in time or burn a DVD or something, even though I don't even think Can you burn a CD? DVD. Burn me a CD. <laughs> Let's see. Can you? Let me fucking see. They sell blank CDs anymore. Why am I doing this? Blank CDs. <laughs> How much does a blank CD cost right a, now? A, a sack of blank CDs. Twenty five pack is ten dollars. Oh, that's that's nothing. But I know, like, when they ship it to you, it's from the dustiest part of the warehouse. Oh, they're gonna be <laughs> so mad at you when you order that because they're gonna be like, "Yo, we had a we had to move so much around yeah. just to get these from the back." Shout out to verbatim. Um, for still selling blank CDs and losing all that money doing so. Either way, we're going way off topic because we actually got actual shit to cover. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely Dragon Ball. If you lived in America or really kind of anywhere else but Japan, it was really... And if you didn't live in the fucking 80s, to be honest with you. Um, you were introduced to this after Dragon Ball Z. And it was kind of like to keep the popularity of the series going. I mean, I think they even played, they might've even played GT before this, but it was really like, okay, how do we keep the popularity of the season of the series going? How do we keep these characters in everyone's lives? And that's when Dragon Ball kind of got dubbed. I would love to know the story of all the dubbing of Dragon Ball, kind of like hearing that out and kind of like going back to that. So maybe we can explore that in the future, but the King Piccolo arc comes, it's really the penultimate arc. It's the last one before the last one. And this arc can be separated into two very dramatic acts. There is everything before Piccolo makes his wish and everything after Piccolo makes his wish. Let's get into the stuff before Piccolo makes his wish. King Piccolo, by the way. Not the Piccolo that we know. This is King that Piccolo. We, yeah, that this we is, know and love today. His, yeah, this is his daddy. Um, we start off with the arc with Krillin being dead. 
(laughs) They just jump right into it. It's so funny. (laughs) Well, you know what the thing is, is that last arc ended so dramatically. Like, it was a very dramatic tone shift at the end of the last arc when Krillin dies, because... The way, and we explored this when we did the Tian Shinhan thing a little couple of years ago, but the way they presented Krillin dying was what is like complete tone. It was like joyous occasion turns to immediate question and despair. So if you pick it up during the King Piccolo arc, it's just like, oh, Krillin dead again. God. No, it's so funny. He's just laying there in the zoot suit, like his hat's off. <laughs> like he has the little drool in his side of his mouth. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the way he died? How do you? What are your oh, thoughts on the way he so died? So whack. Like <laughs> this is my biggest gripe about this entire arc. <laughs> they make niggas look so weak. <laughs> like everyone we're used to a different so type weak. of a kill death, and we're, we're used to a different type of death in anime now. This yeah, is very we are. School. <laughs> like this was like uh it was a kick to the head. Like and not didn't even look like it connected all the way. It looked like it grazed them. Luckily, I think man, yeah, look, listen, Krillin is overselling right now. He's, I mean, he's I feel like if Shawn Michaels could have did this against Hogan, he would have. It, it just he it was play dead. It was a mushroom stomp onto the a Mario mushroom stomp to the head, which kind of like really took him down for the count. Oh, did you um, ever? Do you hear the the? When you watched it, did you catch the the cracking noise of his neck? No, I didn't the, at all. The cracking sound effect. Is that what happened? Oh my god, I gotta fucking see. This There's shit. one. I I don't know if is that is one of the moments where they replay it because they you know obviously they replayed the same scene a thousand times. Um, they probably did it for dramatic. Effects. Yeah, it was just funny though when they did it. It was. It was all right. So let's get. We get to the scene. Goku has a hunch about something. Krillin's dead. I want to think about... I want to ask you this question in this moment. If you had to pick anyone else but Krillin to be popped in this moment, who would you have selected? Nobody else. It doesn't work no with anybody else. else. It doesn't work with anybody mm. else. You what think if Masaroshi gets popped? No, because then who's going to explain the King Piccolo situation? He's the only one that's faced him. Yamcha doesn't feel like I don't think he has that type. Like he would probably be mad if Yamcha got killed, but it's not like he has. Yeah, like, but he's not getting completely enraged to the point where he's like, "I gotta chase it." Like he would have been like, "Damn, that's my guy gone." But you know, we'll figure it out together as a team. I feel like Corrin knew who King Pico was. I feel like Corrin could have let them know. It's like, listen, that guy is a he's a bad. But I don't know how how did they get there, but. No, you're right. It doesn't work without Krillin. Um, I was trying to think. I was like, eh, could Tien have the same effect? And probably not. They just met him. Would Yamcha have the same effect? I mean, they really just watch Yamcha one leg this entire thing. Um, so definitely Krillin is. My biggest gripe of this part of the thing is it's revealed by the World Tournament announcer. You, my biggest gripe of this entire thing is the World Tournament announcer has never officially been given a name. Ever. <laughs> he's just a person. He's just a voice. He is, but he's 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 in like three arcs in this in this series. He's in the arc or two in the next series. He is, I don't think he's in Super. 
but maybe he should be included, to be honest with you. I feel like if, out of all the stuff that Dragon Ball tends to retcon and bring back and all this other stuff like that, he'll get this guy a name, man. Like, seriously, I need a short episode just about this guy's life and his name. He's a world tournament announcer. He's the guy who recognizes Piccolo and, and Goku, like, hey, Goku, baby. Like, you know, don't blow up the stadium this time. And they get a nice little cheap laugh at it. Like, we need to get him a name in Super. We, f- we officially need to get him a name. It's been like, so who do you think his name should be? Years. Give him know. a name right now. I don't know. Let's no, name him. I'm not gonna do that. That's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. I want to say like Johnny like a, something, but no, nah, his name's Johnny like Dan. Is the name. Dan. Dan. He looks nah, like they a don't Dan. do dance, and we don't do dance in Dragon Ball. Dan is too plain. Like it needs to be like actiony. It needs to be like mo- the name needs to move. You know what I'm saying? Um, D- does his? Lord. He's got a lot of. I feel like it would be like. He looks like a Kenny. Dan. Kenny's a good uh, one. Yeah, he looks like a Ken. Yeah, yeah. Some that's like it moves, but either way, like so. Kenny um, <laughs> reveals to them that uh, a hideous monster killed them, and they pass him a note, and he's like, he he took all the names of the people from the tournament, and he, you know, shout to, to King Piccolo having a calling card. <laughs> He says he only left this, and it's the you know it's the it's the symbol of the demon Piccolo on Master Roshi's eyes is wide open. Goku's like, nah, f this, we running on him right now. I don't care who did it. I'm running off right now. We're gonna kill him. Um, I gotta avenge my friend's Krillin death, and that's kind of how the the arc kind of starts. Goku goes his own way. Everybody's kind of left to pick up the pieces, and we're introduced to King Piccolo. Who is old AF? No, um, super old. What are your thoughts on King Piccolo in this arc? Kind of like um, just general over overarching thoughts on this main villain of the series. He's the most villainy villain of the series by far. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the type of time he's on immediately is crazy. World domination. Yeah, but like he's so um, strategic in his thinking. Like it's not like totally. he was a dumb villain or you know what I'm saying? Or like he had a whole plan. He had, you know, the when to use the minions. He had a, you know, he had a, a, and also too like a very rare time where a villain actually cares about his like underlings. Um, but no, I think King King Piccolo cares is, about his underlings. He kicks Emperor Peel off my and shoe off the plane. <laughs> oh, they're not his underlings. No one cares about them. Uh, I'm talking about tambourine and and uh, yeah, those are his kids. I thought you were talking about the pterodactyl lady. Uh. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, we're talking about his kids. The you know the people who really ride from him, his real day ones. Um, yeah, no, King Piccolo is a really cool villain. I I think that he uh he fits the Dragon Ball like like aura. He fits that. He fits right. that world. Of course, he's known as a demon. There's no Namekians yet in the series. We don't have an actual a breed for these people yet. So he's just known as the Demon King Piccolo. Um, so the story goes of how he's introduced because how he's introduced is also one of the things that makes this arc so bizarre because it literally comes out of nowhere and there's no explanation for it. Emperor Pilaf, Shu, and Mai apparently found this ancient rice cooker, and they opened it to the point, and King Piccolo was released. Basically, 
now they're all his attendants. They all fly around on his big throne. And yeah, this is how he's introduced. We don't know like where they found him. They don't know how they opened up the thing. We don't know any of that other stuff. We don't know nothing. It literally pops up to just those three on a plane with him. Kind of crazy to actually think about. Um, but King Piccolo, who's been sealed for... I don't know. Gotta be like a hundred years. Just, uh, couldn't, be it couldn't be that long. Yeah, it couldn't be that long. Couldn't be that long. But he was sealed for a bit, and that's really kind of like when you're sealed, you do a lot of thinking, man. It's it's different than being dead. You know? What yeah, because you're, you're just trapped. Just yeah, you're dead. There's no more. You know, there's no more to you. Like when you're sealed, right. like you're still alive. You're just like fuck. I'm stuck. I can't wait till I get out of here. And when I get out of here. Here is how I'm going to do things. Well, the man says, listen, I'm out of here, and here's exactly how I want to do it. He learned from his proof because he was the strongest. I'm assuming he was the strongest thing that ever happened. But he was Yeah, for sure. King. Until this up until this point in Dragon Ball, he is definitely the strongest villain to step on Earth so far. But he, right, right, right. But even back then, he was the strongest. And the only way they could defeat him, because he killed, I mean, the back, as the Master Roshi tells the story, they killed all of his, like, mans and friends and master and all this other stuff like that. And the only way to really beat him is to seal him. Um, I I hate how they tell this backstory in comparison from the manga to the anime. Because once again... Okay. It, okay, Do a so, manga talk because I didn't read the manga at all. So in the manga, Master Roach just goes, "Hey, this is King Piccolo. This is me trying to take over the world." Back when I was, you know, a young pupil, and my master had this technique, you know, trapped him in, bada bing, bada boom, you know, handled it. In the anime, they give this long backstory, like, you know. They tried to fight him and lost, and his master lost and, and and lost his pride and ran away. And then years later came back, or a year later came back, and then he had this new technique. Like it was like they made him so <laughs> they made his master look pitiful, <laughs> and then come back to complete this technique, and then dies after he does the technique. So I love the how the 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 manga handles it better than the anime because I felt like it was just one of those things where we don't really need too much about this guy. I don't need to know that he killed every single you know. I mean, people like we know, like we we can tell that this guy meant business back then. I love the manga version because it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, this happened, that happened. He got defeated. That's how he got defeated, and that was it. He, King Piccolo, in all his gracious glory, has a plan, and the plan is this. He is sending Tambourine to kill anyone who could potentially stop him at this moment. He does not want a repeat of whatever just happened to him 100 years ago. He does not want anyone sealing him away. He does not want anyone stabbing him through the chest. He doesn't want anything. He's old now. He's like, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got none. I got stuff going on. I'm sure he's got all types of illnesses and ailments and all this other stuff like that. He, We're sending people to kill. It. Listen, all these eight strong fighters right here, this is the World Martial Arts Tournament. This is only the best of the best, only the baddest in this tournament. We send in everybody to get murked. So he sends Tambourine to kill. I think he killed, He kills the dinosaur. He kills the smelly dude. Oh, he, he kills, kills the... Well, he kills the dinosaur. It's hilarious because he murks that kid's dad <laughs> too. Bro, he kills King Chopper. 
Um, he kills. He kills. Yeah, no, nah, I mean? yeah, no. Nah, tambourine be killing. He's sending Symbol, his second demon, to find the Dragon Ball. So he's going to kill everyone who could potentially throw him in this moment. And he's going to get the Dragon Balls. And he don't have to lift a finger because he's super old. He's having his kids do it. The benefit of having kids. Um, Goku finds Tambourine. And he gets washed from the first go. He was hungry. It's okay. It, it, it's hard it's probably also could. Firefighting on it. Also, uh, probably on an empty stomach. Probably also because he got hit by a car like a, the day before. That <laughs> in too. the tournament, <laughs> he got hit by a whole fucking car or truck rather. Um, and Tambourine does something unthinkable. He destroys the Nimbus. I was like, you didn't have to do that. The Nimbus don't do nothing to nobody. Nimbus is. Uh, is this is the second time that Nimbus got destroyed? I don't think so. I think this is, is the first time. Is this the first? Yeah, time? I think, I think it is the first time. But I get, I gotta, unless like someone in the previous arc did it. I I don't think anyone in the previous arc did it. I think it's really the first time. Um, because where Damn. did he get the Nimbus again? Um, oh yeah, because he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind, never mind. Because I remember this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's the first time. So yeah. Nimbus is the first casualty in this. Well, I, I don't know. I guess all those fighters are the first casualty, and then the Nimbus is. Um, but Nimbus Goku is the Mizio. one that we probably care about the most. Yeah, easily. Um, Goku meets Yajirobe. First thoughts on Yajirobe. This is his intro to the series. He's got a great introduction. It doesn't live up to any of this other stuff after after the fact. Man, he you know really what? just turns into a fat, hungry man. Yeah, you know what? Yajirobe has the greatest like Dragon Ball career. Like he we ever get introduced to him. Obviously him and him and Goku get you know get into it. But then he essentially he takes out one of the, the demons. Oh, he kills fucking Symbol. <laughs> yeah, he smokes he, him. Yeah, he smokes <laughs> him. him. Yeah, and eats him. Like he goes hard. And then it's like, does he really take another L or anything after that, after the series? He tries to enter the tournament afterwards and gets eliminated in the preliminaries. So so he doesn't get to participate in the World Martial Arts Tournament because he never actually... And he's in disguise, too. I guess that's what's the most um, embarrassing thing about it is that he went in disguise to join the tournament so no one would know who he was to compete with his friends, and then he doesn't get past the preliminaries. Oh, Um, yeah. So, I mean, no one really knew. It's okay. He has a great career, though. Look at him. So Yajirobe, he's here. He's pretty strong in this arc. I mean, enough to stand up with Goku in this moment. He's able to take a punch from Goku. He's able to give Goku a punch back. So Yajirobe is truly a different person in this arc. Completely. Again, if you're watching Dragon Ball after Dragon Ball Z, you're literally like, yo, like, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, that yo, why do they do this to Yajirobe? It's yeah, you know, like, yeah, I- that's gonna. I'm surprised that's not an argument. Um. Because no one cares internet. about Yadrobi. It's it's more the TN. It's more the TNs and things. Like, you know, TN is the one who looks extremely cool in the arc previous to this. And then by the time he gets to the end of Z, he's like pretty much useless. Um and and fully knows that he's useful useless. Either way, Symbol gets smoked. Um Yajirobe hands over the Dragon Ball to Goku. Uh 
knowing that Goku is after the Dragon Ball to be able to wish back his friends. There's a lot of commotion outside. Um, Piccolo says, as Piccolo, um, as Tambourine approaches Yamcha and the gang, and Tambourine's about to put Yamcha, I mean, Yamcha is in his, he, he's fully useless in this arc. He's still Also, too, he doesn't, that doesn't happen in the manga either. Yeah, it doesn't. No. <laughs> so him and his, just, uh, it created a scene just for Yamcha to get hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him and his, uh, his carrot, his carrot sweatsuit fit. Um, he's just, he's just having a great time and, uh, trying to live his life, but he's got one leg, so he can't really do anything. So he's out of commission this entire arc, but Tambourine is about to approach him, about to press him, which Piccolo says, nah, Simba was just killed. I need you to go Avengers death. He, um, told you King Piccolo cares about his, cares about his kids. He was like, Hey, yo, everything stops right now. He was like, I don't care about no Dragon Balls. I don't care about none of that. Go get some revenge. Nah, he did this. He did this because he wanted the Dragon Balls. He's like, clearly someone killed the person who's supposed to be after the Dragon Ball. So I need the Dragon Balls first thing. That's for sure. Um, so Goku pulls up, he mercs Tambourine because he got his full meal in. Um, and Piccolo is like, shit, I guess I gotta. Guess I gotta do this myself. Um, here's my second part of this uh, thing. My second bullet notes. This section I have labeled in my notes is called an attempt at a plan. Piccolo, the thing about the entire series of Dragon Ball is, and this is something that I've said from Z, Super, GT. If Goku is never the focal point of a plan the plan completely falls apart and it is no better way this is utilized than when master roshi chaozu and tian come up with this plan and not one-legged yamcha but they said we're going to track down the dragon balls to stop king piccolo because if we get a couple of these dragon balls he can't collect all of them um i'm going to teach you the tian i'm going to teach tian i'm going to teach you to fucking um, evil containment wave. So you know how to seal this man. We're going to lure King Piccolo to to us with the Dragon Balls. I'm going to then paralyze you, Tien, for no apparent reason. Could you have helped me with this fight? Could we maybe have had two attempts to use this wave? Potentially. But nah. He don't want you in the way. You're young. You have a whole life ahead of you. I should be the guy to take down this King Piccolo fellow. We'll see how it goes. The part I'm missing and skipping in this part is that King Piccolo eventually does meet up with Goku and bodies him and assumes oh. that he's dead. Yeah, but this is the second he cr- time. You gotta quit assuming this thing is dead. You gotta like chop his head off. Like you gotta. You gotta. Yeah, like they I say in zombie. Hey, people. listen, like they say in Zombie Land, double tap. <laughs> Make sure <laughs> double tap, man. Make sure they dead. King Piccolo, he beats the dog shit out of Goku. Again, presumes he's dead. He is not dead. His heart just stopped momentarily, which is like, I guess that's a thing that can happen. And he takes the one-star Dragon Ball. So now we head back to Roshi's plan because he's like, okay, bet. Get these two Dragon Balls. I'll have all the Dragon Balls. Master Roshi paralyzes Tien. Makes him watch him. Attempt to use the evil containment wave to seal Piccolo once again. And Piccolo's like, oh, 
you know, this old guy, I can't believe you try to face me. Do you not know who I am? I'm King Piccolo. And he's like, I'm actually da, 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 the, you know, the pupil I'm of the, Master Sai Mutaito. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. I'm going to use the evil containment wave to seal you away. And he's like, no. Um, <laughs> so funny. And yeah, the attempt to. Seal Once again, it's just a bunch of goofy, just shit. He just like the jar isn't can't seal, so he can't put him away. Like I was like, damn, this is kind of trash. Uses the evil containment wave, and here's the thing: I always thought I thought the evil containment wave kills you on spot if you use it, which seems like a a very good reason to very seldom use this. Um, apparently he was just like weak (laughs) because. We see the evil containment wave, especially in super use, multiple times um, without the sacrifice of a life. I always thought it was like, okay, to seal this guy, you have to pretty much exchange your life. That is not the case, but Master Roshi does indeed die from using the evil containment wave or the Mofuba, depending on how you uh, pronounce it. Um, And now that Piccolo has all the Dragon Balls, he goes to make his wish. And this, to me, is the funniest moment of it all. Because I love a very savage, quick, stupid death. <laughs> so funny. Tien says, Chaozu, make a wish before he makes the wish. So Chaozu's like, I wish for And King Piccolo's like, no, you don't. And uses a mouth beam. And completely eviscerates Chao Su instantly. He like, dies instantly. Like there was no somber moment or nothing. He just gets shot and with, it's a, all with an Tien's energy blast. Fault. And he's dead. It's Tien, all Tien's Tien fault. Tien gotta hold that. Tien gotta he, hold that. Oh my gosh. God, that moment is so funny. It's such a pointless death. He just got Chaozu killed for the sake. Got killed I mean, for the sake de- of being killed. His second death in this series is way more, I guess, um, valiant, you know. But still, the the man blows himself up. So he, I feel like both of his deaths are fucking hilarious. He he blows himself up, but isn't able to kill the person that he blew up. So he really, I mean, both of these deaths are kind of like stupid. If I It's just like so. both of his deaths are funny because he's trying to make this last second play to like save the day. And he just gets obliterated both times. Like first. It's like, it's, it's like he tore his Achilles on the way to home, like in the middle of the World <laughs> Series, trying to do this, and his Achilles just slides the fuck off. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's crazy. Yeah, anyway, that's exactly. It. Yeah, he dies. He dies Easy. in a guy. It's like such a pitiful way. It's pathetic. Um, I don't think people would love Chatu as much if he wasn't like, if he didn't look like a toy. He's, he's interesting in the first arc, but then immediately becomes not interesting when he gets like essentially beat up by Krillin. Um, but he has interesting powers. I think his powers could be useful because he has like psychic powers and all this other stuff like that. But he, apparently, he's just too weak for it to be really utilized in any meaningful manner. Um, anyway, Piccolo gets his wish for eternal youth. 
and he's back in the game. He's like Denzel in training day. That's how he feels right now. He is, he's, you know, he's very much so like, you know, what does what Denzel say in that movie? Something about Pelican Bay? Um, oh, you niggas be playing basketball in Pelican Bay. <laughs> That's what he says to the entire world. Wait, fuck, I can fucking pull it off. This is, this is, um, can I, can I get this off? This is Piccolo's uh, speech pretty much when he, when he gets his wish. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Huh? You think you can do this shit? Jay! You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go on, walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. He killed Shinron, too. And he kills Shenron, which is crazy. Yeah, he's, he's just like, nah. He was just no like, one is gonna thwart my plans, <laughs> including you. He thought everything through. This is some good villainy here. This is some good villain shit because, like, he could have went straight to like, I'm gonna take over the world, and immediately go to a little spot and try to take over the world. He's like, nah, let's let's kill all these martial artists first. Then let's go get these Dragon Balls so I get Eternal Youth. And then after that, he was like, you know what? Fuck these Dragon Balls. Nobody's making a wish ever again. And then in the um in the manga, it's a funny scene of after he kills Shenron, uh, both the Shenron's arms fall in front of him. And it's like he has these little tiny, you know, got these uh tiny T Rex arms. Yeah, tiny little dragon arms. So they're just sitting in front of him. Um Yeah, then he goes, you know what? Let's go now, let's go take over the world. Rate his plan out of 10. This is definitely a solid 9. I think this. I, I had it 9 too. Him not checking if Goku's actually dead is really the only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing that thwarted him. Yeah, I told you. Double yeah, tap it. always. Okay. Next part about this. This next section I call, let's talk about this ultra divine water. <laughs> um, so King Piccolo is out here doing his business in his Denzel and training day. He's, he's very much so um, on his bully right now. He's taken over the world. He's overthrown King Furry, which is a which is a thing, apparently. Um, which is that cat that rules the world. Is he mm-hmm. a cat or a wolf? I forget. Um, well, he's taken... Yes, it's definitely a cat. Um, who rules the world. He kicks Pilaf to the curb. He's like, get the fuck off this plane. Rides over. We're done here. Um, throws them off. Yeah, lock him getting dropped from heights. This uh, arc. Hey man, he survives. Apparently, shows up. I mean, he doesn't show up again until Super, but he survives enough <laughs> to live another day. Um, I thought Pilaf. You said Pilaf doesn't show up again until Super. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I thought he shows up in GT. Isn't he the one that wishes Goku to be a kid in GT? Supers before GT. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess you're going. Uh, yeah, I'm going on sequential order. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but you'd be right in any other instance. Uh, King Piccolo is enjoying himself as he declares martial law over Earth, which includes making crime legal, disbandment of the police force, which is, I guess, will be kind of, I mean, this is something that the world wanted a couple years ago, so you'd probably be, um, everybody would be like, I don't know. There are people in this world be like, you know, this King Piccolo guy, he's yeah, kind of like he what we like need. Listen, a hard reset. Like, come on, like Joe, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, King Piccolo, like which one are you gonna pick? I'm sure there'll be like, yo, King Piccolo is the one. Trust me. No, definitely. Uh, um, he says the words peace and justice are banned under penalty of death, which is insane. Um, Imagine dying also cre- someone across the street. Hey man, he also creates a lottery to determine which province will be the first one to be destroyed. And it's none other than West City, which is the home of Bulma and her parents and Capsule Corp and anything that they hold true um, in this series. And Bulma's pretty much like frying for her life. Does any of this, ha- this happens in the manga, but like not dramatized to the extent that it is in the anime. Um, meanwhile, Tien is about to go full above the rim. He is training in a forest. He's like, I'm perfect. Essentially, the 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 blammer is the evil containment wave. He's like, I'm gonna get this thing right, and when he gets right, I'm gonna get him right. Um, Yajirobe, we're speeding through this because for the thing of an hour, but I know we did uh we did discuss over text last night. It's like we should have done this like <laughs> kind of how we normally we do. This. Yeah, we should have definitely did it. There is so much that happens here, and so many like little <laughs> things that just appear. If you would like us to do the full Dragon Ball thing as an actual like series, and how we used to do a lookout, leave us a comment, leave us a tweet somewhere. Mm, yeah, for real. Um, but either way. I'm skipping through this. So Yajirobe climbs Korin Tower with Goku on his back to get Sensu Beans for Goku. Um, Korin says he cannot train Goku because he's not even as strong as Goku is anymore. Goku has passed him in strength. He says, but I can offer you the Ultra Divine Water, which is different than the water that I offered you before, which was actually not powerful at all and actually just placebo at this point. But the Ultra Divine Water... Um, will give you a necessary power-up to those who can experience power. It's a, it's a cheap power-up. That's essentially what it is. It, it just is what it is. Um, now, in the manga, he just gives him the water. <laughs> yeah, it's just, a, you know, he pours a cup of, you know, you need a serious cup of mud, brother. Give it to him. Um, in the anime, it's this whole adventure... With caves and monsters and illusions. <laughs> and everyone's saying, like, yo, no one else has drank this water and lived. So now Goku has to make the decision of if will he live if he drinks this water and he drinks it and it's kind of poisony, but then he lives at the end of the day and gets his super strong power and it's fucking amazing. Um so now after he gets out of whatever thing he did, um, Real, gives him a new real Yu Yu Hakusho cave esque moment. I agree, um, but this I think this is before Yu Yu Hakusho, so yeah. maybe they copied it from them. Um, but um, first of all, Corin gives him a new Nimbus. He's like, "Yo, here's a very cloud of Nimbuses. Just take one." Um, 
Yeah, and... you can just go build your own Nimbus. Like, what type of pit my ride situation is this? And we get to the fight where Tien is pulling up. Tien is very much so focused. Tien is like, yo, we about to murk this guy. And Tien pulls up to where, to, I guess, Piccolo's headquarters where he's currently ruling the earth before he can destroy any city. And he pulls up. And instead of Piccolo, who is a young Denzel in this moment, trying to go up against him, he says, I'm going to send in another one of my sons. Drum. The fat one. The fat um, one. With no nose. And clearly, like, very rushed to be built and all this other stuff like that. And I think Tien gets pretty handedly. I mean, there's more stuff that happens in it, but Tien gets handedly as ass whooped by Drum. Yeah, it's funny too the difference between the anime and manga here because in the manga, Tien doesn't even try the way the containment wave. Mm. In the manga, the, in the manga when he pulls up, he when he goes to grab the rice cooker and there's a crack in it, and he's like, "Oh no, I must have cracked it when I was practicing," and so he doesn't even attempt to use the containment wave in the manga. That's so fucking funny. Because that's like not how it happens in the fucking anime. <laughs> yeah, it does not happen in the anime. There's an abdominal stretch and everything in the manga, which I thought was fuck in the anime, which I thought was fire. Um, Piccolo gets his ass. I mean, Tian gets his ass beat. Tian says, "Actually, I'm gonna use this plan. Put out the capsule. There's a rice cooker there. Only rice cookers, you know, strike the fear in the heart of King Piccolo." Um, he uses the you know the time way. the time period stuff on here is so funny to me because it's just like uh, it's like what would, of it's like, him, what would we seal him in in 2023 air fryer definitely an air fryer <laughs> he's definitely getting air fried <laughs> just trapped in an air fryer he's just trapped in it's an air nuts. fryer but it's just like the time of it like they didn't have electric <laughs> rice cookers back then did they Rice cookers was definitely a thing. When did rice cookers come into play? Rice cookers. You're seeing the 80s as if it was like, you know. No, not like the the 80s. 80s. I'm talking about in Dragon Ball. Like the time period in Dragon Ball. It's just funny because they got like flying flying ships and then they got got rice cookers. But then also, some places look like they don't have indoor plumbing. Like it's. Japan is a very interesting world. Maybe it we'll is. go one day. Maybe we would. Um, also, the, the, the one thing I did not talk about yet is I really love the landscaping in this entire arc. Ever check the Trend setting? Bowls. Like the setting yeah, no, is I, so good. I always do. One of my favorite settings in Dragon Ball is the um, Snake's Way. It's I, I love it. I love the colors. I love the contrast. I love how fluffy it feels. I love how like essentially like heavenly it kind of feels, but it's in a different way. Um, so I'll just say that there. Either way, Tian tries to go for a snap decision, says, let me use this evil containment wave real quick, and Drum jumps in front of it, and he traps Drum in the rice cooker, but then Piccolo destroys the rice cooker, which sets Drum free, and now Tian passes out, because he's just using the evil containment wave, and he's about to get killed by Drum, but then Goku pulls up. Not just killed, he said, rip his eyes out and his heart. Hey, (laughs) <laughs> nice um but then goku has his first like real 
amazing entrance of the series where you can draw him and you remember what it looks like because he's staring down King Piccolo like, yo, I'm that dude. And I got a bone to pick with you for killing my friends, for attempting to kill my friends, and attempting to kill me in that order. Um, Goku's back in business. He pretty much kicks drum and his eyes bulge out his head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he dies instantly off the kick. And King Piccolo's like, where did this power come from? And it's really the it's 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 the story of so many different various arcs in this. He gets a power up. Villain asks you where this power comes from. You don't give him the answer, but the fight commences anyway. Um thoughts on this Goku versus Piccolo fight. Did you have any favorite moments? Did you have any favorite um, oh, the he, does he ever bring back the curved Kamehameha wave? I don't. Th- does that ever happen again? The curve, the, the boomerang Kamehameha. Mm, I don't know. He does a lot of various variations of comic. We could we could rank them the various oh, that, variations. Oh, of top Kame, one, Kame. top one is obviously the one from Super. Super. Oh, where he slides and glides, the one that always gets posted. Ooh, okay. Because my initial top one, my initial top one was the instant transmission one, which is kind of like a variation of it, but it's like different because, I mean, he is sliding on a beam though. That's kind of like he's using the and then like the ending it just goes ah, and then when they like repeat it. Is, ah. yeah. Oh man, that's such a good one. Yes. Can that be our next episode? Can we just have a tier ranking of Kamehameha's? We'll figure it out. We'll we'll make it happen somehow. Um that'll be our bonus episode. Uh with that said, King nah, Piccolo the fight powers up. Was good. Fight was yeah, really he good. powers up. I feel like this is the first time we're like powering up in this series. Like we're showing like power goes a little bit deeper than what you see on the surface. This is the first time Goku can kind of sense energy because he drank that ultra divine water. Um, everybody else learns it all after the fact, like it's a quality of life update, but he did, you know, the explanation of him being able to sense water is sense energy is because of the water. Um, what if it wasn't even like nothing special? It was just, uh, what's the, it was just liquid death. water. It seems special. Goku's not impressed by whatever power-up thing that he has, though. Um, I mean, it's a fight that goes kind of like back and forth, but really, it only goes back and forth due to the deviancy of King Piccolo. King Piccolo attempts to use Tien to kind of like get Goku to have his way. The the brutal moment slams a rock in his knee and his arm and like breaks his legs and his arms in the process to kind of like um, to kind of like you know take advantage of the situation because he's threatening to kill uh, Tien. He's like, okay, I'm gonna break your arms using this rock and I'm gonna break your you know knees during this rock and all this other stuff like that. But the ending is incredibly satisfying. It. You know, Piccolo drops Tien. So he said he will finish him later and kill Goku now. As King Piccolo races high in the air, he begins charging at Goku with top speed. Goku blasts a one-handed Kamehameha wave that propels him into the air with supersonic speed. 
Goku puts all his strength into one single punch, but King Piccolo prepares to block it. And suddenly the image of a great ape appears with Goku, which is tough. Um, as he flies towards King Piccolo, and he blasts him through his chest, clean through his body, in one of the most satisfying KO finishes that I've ever seen in this series. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, like, perfect. Like, just a punch through the entire chest. Yeah, it's a... This is this is fucking awesome. Um, in that moment, King Piccolo, instead of fully just dying, and you know, and it's a great panel too. If you haven't seen the panel in in, in the manga itself, it's a great panel that's drawn as well. Um, King Piccolo sends out an egg. Egg has a son, Piccolo Junior, who we know as current day Piccolo, and says, "Avenge my death, you demon baby." Um, Do it now. Yeah, and he spits out the egg, which com- you know contains P- King Piccolo Jr., and then King Piccolo um, explodes in the air. Goku's flying down because he doesn't know how to fly yet at all. So he's about to hit the ground and break his neck, but Yajirobe shows up in his car. He runs aside the car, which is fucking... It's just a great... Like, the way it's animated and the, way the music thing, like, he's he's falling... Um, to manage to get him before he lands in this crater, Yajirobe's running alongside the car. He jumps over. He clears the entire crater. This is how tough Yajirobe is in this arc. He grabs him in the middle of the air, clears the crater, and then gets him back in the car. Um, and, you know, Tien says, I'm going back to Kame House, and Yajirobe drives Goku back to Korin's Tower. And that is how the arc ends. That is how the King Piccolo arc ends. We defeat King Piccolo. Um, you know, Piccolo Jr. is now put into the world. The demon spawn. spawn and uh, Mad Niggas is dead. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people are dead. Chinron's dead. Roshi's dead. Krillin's dead. A lot of dead people. A lot of like a lot of dead, dead a lot of dead main characters. I agree. I agree. Um so we don't leave the series the same way we kinda ended. We actually end up probably a lot more worse off in the series, but it's all about to be kind of fixed. Given the next arc, which I do think I think for the Piccolo Jr. arc, we will definitely format it as a more traditional lookout season so it won't be a summer kame house thing i think if we do get into it because it is the end of dragon ball essentially um i think it's worth getting into it as like a full thing because there's a lot of moving parts that happen there's the pre-stuff there's the training stuff there's the tournament stuff and then there's everything that happens afterwards but it's a great arc this is a great setup for eventually a great arc which may be one of the best that we've ever seen in Dragon Ball, to be honest with you. No, I completely agree. I think that this, I think this arc, like you said, was a great setup. Um, It felt, oddly enough, it felt so much longer watching it than reading it. Like, there's so much stuff that could have been cut out. So watching it is about 21 episodes, and reading the chapters is about 20 chapters. So it is clearly, it's, it's not really one to one. It's all. not, which is funny because about each episode covers about two chapters, just about. But there's so much like extra sh- shit added into it. 
so it's um there are moments where it just feels a little bloated but still very enjoyable like i said like king piccolo is amazing i like the um the journey that goku goes through like i don't know that's why i love dragon ball so much because i mean first of all goku feels like more like a kid um and i think that uh yo uh can you hear me can i hear you i can hear you i can hear you i'm on mute on purpose but go on oh okay cool why i looked at the recording thing it was completely different um but no, I think Dragon Ball feels more like an adventure. I think Kid Goku just is much more enjoyable to watch just because he's not like like his kiddish ways just feel more appropriate than when he's an adult. But I just love the adventure feeling of Dragon Ball. Like you said, it's not like we're going into space and doing all that. Like it feels like he's going on an actual journey and like these, you know, he's fighting these villains and these monsters and these other things. So uh no, but I really do enjoy this art. I do think that Piccolo Jr. though for sure. We gotta we gotta break that down section by section with that one. Absolutely. Dragon Ball is definitely a lot more grounded than kind of how it, it, it you know expands eventually in Z and then in Super and in GT and everything. So it's definitely an enjoyable experience. I enjoy watching these arcs. I enjoy kind of like getting back to kind of like the basics of it. Um but that said, we've wrapped this thing up. We're wrapping up summer at Kame House. So it's time to leave the Kame House um, and time to head back up to the lookout. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening, staying down with us for the entire summer. We, the break will not be that long. I promise you that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll be back kind of like momentarily with things once we kind of like, you know, plot out the course and and, and, and figure out who's going to come along this journey with us. But thank you guys for tuning in, of course. You can follow The Lookout at The Lookout RNC on Twitter. You can listen to The Lookout at The Lookout on RNC Radio, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Um, and if you have something you want us to talk about, something that you want to hear, feel free to like hit us up. I'm at Meals TV. He's at only at LJ. Um, hit us up. Let us know what you want to see. Let us know what you want to hear. Oh, we got to say thank you for 300 subscribers on YouTube. That is nice. nuts. Hey, that's tight, man. It, 300? It is a 300. Shout out to... Uh, Chief Keith. I can't even play. Yeah, I can't even play the fucking thing now. Um, but we got 300. Um, our, the video, where is this? Uh, the big reason why we're hitting 300 is... I'm tr- <laughs> 300 baby there you go no um our uh our interview or our moment with uh sean chamel um is, like 50, uh, views? it's 44k currently so nice. it's a it's, it's a big deal um shout out to everyone who's involved um but yeah Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys soon. Um, Take care. Bye.